0: What's up, guys? Dr. Emily Kybert here with Muscle Medicine Podcast. Today, I'm jumping on, just you and me, to chat about knee pain as it relates to Hashimoto's. So in the clinic, Urban Wellness Clinic in Midtown Manhattan, right at 57th Street and 6th Avenue, my team and I see a lot of women with autoimmune conditions who also have knee pain. And usually it's knee pain around the joint, in the front, underneath the kneecap, right where the tendon inserts into the lower leg bone, into the tibia. And oftentimes these women come to us and they have... Without any rhyme or reason, right? To them in their head, there's no logical issue, uh, logical cause for their knee pain. Like they didn't step off a curb wrong. They didn't twist their knee, getting off the floor. They didn't push themselves too hard in the gym. And they're wondering, why is my knee achy without this like clear, definitive cause? And in the rehab world, we call that mechanism of injury. There's no real clear mechanism of injury or MOI for their knee pain. And so myself as a chiropractor since 2007, so they'll be going on 14 years now, uh, 13 years. And as a woman who has Hashimoto's and luckily now in remission with the help of My dear friend Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. She's a functional medicine doc in New York City. With that background and with treating women with autoimmune conditions, including Hashimoto's, I see knees ache and flare up every single day. And oftentimes the women that come to us, they have other symptoms of Hashimoto's, which could include, and I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna limit it to weight gain gastrointestinal issues, mood swings, feeling depressed, extreme fatigue, like can't get out of the bed for three days, depression, cold, especially on their hands and feet, brain fog and anxiety. So if you're a woman who has not gotten her blood work done, has not been diagnosed, if you're experiencing any of those symptoms, go get some blood work done. Go see your primary or your endocrinologist or your functional medicine doc to get some help. So oftentimes for the women who maybe don't have a diagnosed thyroid issue, they're coming to us, they're coming to PT, orthopedists, they've seen multiple, multiple practitioners and everyone is treating it as a biomechanical issue, which it can be, right? We're allowed to have multiple issues, biomechanical and something going on on the inside. And they kind of get passed around doctors, but the doctors are not necessarily thinking about, oh, is there an underlying thyroid condition? Because they're trained to, especially the orthopedists, they're trained to give medication, do injections, or do surgery. And you know, for the rest of us in the rehab world, physical therapists, occupational therapists, chiropractors, we're looking at things from a biomechanical perspective. But I think it's really important that you're working with a practitioner who knows when to refer out. So oftentimes when I see women with knee pain in both knees, so bilateral knee pain, or... They complain about symptoms that move around the body. So one morning, it's the neck, then the shoulder, then the knee, then a week later, it's the ankle, that pain that moves around the body, and there's no clear mechanism of injury. I'm thinking something else is going on other than just a biomechanical issue, and a lot of rehab specialists are really hunting down the biomechanical issue. Structural abnormalities, a torn ligament, nerve damage, dysfunctional movement patterns. I do that as well. But I think if you overlook the possibility of inflammation as it relates to an autoimmune condition, it's really a disservice to the women who have an autoimmune condition or have not been diagnosed or have Hashimoto's. So I think really, if you're looking for a practitioner to help with rehab, finding, you know, finding someone that takes the time, takes the energy to get a clear diagnosis and knows when to refer out. And referring out might be to a functional medicine doc. That's what we do in the clinic at Urban Wellness Clinic. So if you're going to rehab three times a week, trying to make your knee feel better for months and months and months on end, and you're frustrated and you're discouraged and you have not been diagnosed with a thyroid issue you might want to go get some blood work and get that checked out. So some signs of knee pain that I see with my women with Hashimoto's. So when they come to me, they tell me I get pain when I go upstairs and it hurts even more when I go downstairs. So when I take a step down the stairs, it hurts even more on the front of my knee. So why is that? Why is there more pain going downstairs and going upstairs? There is more load as we go down the stairs on the quadricep muscle, the muscle on the front of the leg, and the muscle where the infrapatellar tendon, the tendon from the kneecap to the tibia, the lower leg bone, that tendon gets put on a stretch and then gets put on a load as we go down the stairs. So that additional load can pull on the kneecap and irritate an already inflamed knee and that tendon, especially women who have hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, have slower tendon turnover. So what does that mean? What is slower tendon turnover? All of our tissues, especially our tendons, are constantly regenerating and renewing, and it takes longer for us, us women who have Hashimoto's. So going down the stairs just pulls on the tendon, loads it, and if there's already slower tendon turnover... It can just hurt more. The other issue that I find often, and this is not in the research, but I do find clinically, is that sometimes women with autoimmune conditions have hypermobility. So the knees, if you're looking at a woman from the side, standing with their knees straight, their knees would start to travel back. Behind their ankles. And you can find this hypermobility in other joints like the elbows, the thumbs, the pinkies, really anywhere in the body. And this hypermobility is a tissue laxity, it is a lack of stability in the joints. What does this feel like? It feels like the knee can feel like it's floating can feel unstable, stiff, has a limited range of motion in bending the knee deep or in fully straightening the knee. And oftentimes when there's inflammation in the knee, that bending deep and that straightening fully, the knee can can be stiff because there's fluid in the knee and it's hard for the fluid in the knee to resorb because there's a capsule around the knee. So usually the best way to get that fluid to resorb is to get on a bike, low resistance, and just get that circular motion of the knee. Another thing with a hypermobile knee is it can feel like it's getting locked from going sit to stand. So these are some of the things that we hear when I'm hearing women complain of knee pain, pain that moves around, the knee feels stiff and achy, and the pain moves around the body, and then pain going up, and then even especially downstairs. I had a patient last week a girl in her late 20s, early 30s going to a yoga class, a senior yoga class, because she perceived it to be easier on the body. And that yoga class had many, 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 many people over 60, 70, 80 in the class. And it's a lot of hands and knees work. And she was in a lot of pain because she was on her hands and knees. And she's wondering, I am young. Why do I have so much pain on my hands and knees?" this whole class is on my knees. She knew she had Hashimoto's, but she didn't know that their knee pain goes hand in hand with Hashimoto's. So we worked on her. We gave her movement patterns off her knees and we're going to get her strength training. And she's she's so happy. She's like, oh my God, I felt like such an old person in this yoga class surrounded by 80-year-olds Thank you for letting me know that knee pain, especially in both knees and that achiness and even swelling goes hand in hand with Hashimoto's. If you're actually having joint effusion or fluid inside the knee, if you just sat with your knee straight and you kind of gently passed your hand and rubbed the back of your knee, you could feel like there was a little pocket of fluid behind the knee. That's where the fluid likes to collect is behind the knee. So, You can feel it behind the knee. Sometimes that's called a baker's cyst. If you're having hypermobility, usually your body, like the muscles will feel tight around the knee and you'll want to stretch and you'll want to like forward bend and stretch your hamstrings and stretch, 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 stretch those tight muscles. But the muscles are tight because they're trying to create stability because there's a lack of stability from the ligaments. So, what you want to do is actually strength train and get those muscles strong and stabilizing the joints so the knees don't hurt so much. One of the muscles we often look towards if we are going to release a muscle around the knee is the popliteus muscle. The popliteus muscle gets taut usually after a knee surgery, like if you had meniscus surgery or ACL surgery, and the doctor will go with a scope into the back of the knee, usually three points, four points, Couple on the front, one in the back, and popliteus will get really tight. So oftentimes we'll check out popliteus, and it's on the outer back side of the knee. And the other muscle that we often look towards is IT band, which is not really a muscle; it's a fascial band. But sometimes that can go overworked as well. And why does IT band get overworked? Because it goes from the hip down the leg, crosses the knee joint, and When we have hypermobile knees and we stand and hyperextend our knees, our knees will not only go back, but they will also internally rotate as if the kneecaps are looking towards one another. So when there's that internal rotation, IT band gets put on a stretch and a load, and then it works, and then it gets tight. So we'll release that, but then we always follow it up with some sort of strength, We always start with stuff like we learn to do as babies, right? So on our back, belly breathing, knees at 90. And then we progress up to stand and working on squats, usually front squats, because it allows for the core to be stacked. So ribs stacked over the pelvis versus too much sway in the low back. And we work lunges, usually just body weight first. And then we'll load a bell, a kettlebell on the front of the body. And we just make sure that you're not overextending your back hip. We make sure you're able to load into the hip on the leg that's forward on the lunge. And we make sure that your ribs aren't flaring. So squats and lunges, I know a lot of women with Hashimoto's would be like, no way. That's crazy. I'm not getting into a squat. I'm not getting into a lunge. That hurts my knees. But ultimately, that is what rehabs and stabilizes the knee joint, especially when there is hypermobility. Some other things that I like um, for inflammation is magnesium, fish oils, turmeric, and always just seeing your functional medicine doc and making sure you're getting all the blood work that you need. So if you are a woman with Hashimoto's and you're having knee pain, know that you are not crazy know that your body is not failing you. It goes hand in hand. And I had it after I had my baby Elvis, who's now four years old. I had tremendous knee pain, like squats, lunges. At first did not feel very good, but I started to work the pattern, load the pattern, got my thyroid dialed in with my functional medicine doc, and now I have no knee pain at all. Um, So know that there is a way. If you're curious about strength training, like you're just curious about exercise with Hashimoto's, living with Hashimoto's, I do have a program called Thyroid Strong. It is a six-week strength-based program to get you off the couch, losing weight, having more energy, and literally, I am working out with you 20 to 25 minutes, three times a week. So this is how I rehabbed my own body Getting out of my own knee pain, shoulder pain, joint pain, muscle tension. And now I'm able to work out without feeling like after my workout for the next three days, I'm holed up in bed. I did work hand in hand with a functional medicine doctor, but I also did a lot of the work myself in terms of dialing in my workout. So less cardio, more strength training, less yoga. Because yoga really – yoga and passive stretching really exacerbates that hypermobility. So – Thyroid Strong is coming out February 19th. There's a masterclass, the three changes you need to make in your workout, living with Hashimoto's. If you want to check out that masterclass and get a little sneak peek into the program and what it's all about, and just even just learn, like, hey, what do I need to change in my workouts to feel better in my body? Go to dremilykybird.com forward slash masterclass. Again, dremilykybird.com forward slash masterclass. And there's four dates. We're going to be live and it's a free masterclass. So I hope to see you there. I hope I shed some light and helped you get some clarity around knee pain and Hashimoto's, how to look for it if you're thinking, oh, do I have inflammation and swelling in my knee? some of the causes that contribute to it, and then some exercises that help with it. So I hope to see you in that masterclass, dremilykybert.com forward slash masterclass. And thank you so much for listening to Muscle Medicine Podcast. It is a labor of love. I love it so much. I love all the guests that I meet and I love sharing this information with you. Thanks guys. I'll see you next week. That's a wrap. I have two truths that I fully believe in. First, to be 1% better every single day. And second, all feedback is good feedback because it helps us grow. Why do I say this? If you're enjoying these conversations and you find this is adding value, send us some love by subscribing to Muscle Medicine Podcast on iTunes. And if you wanna share your voice with the world and scream it from the rooftops and tell your friends, Or you can just give us a little feedback so we can grow by rating and reviewing Muscle Medicine on iTunes. Thank you guys so much gratitude. Dr. Emily Kybert here.